It's a Saturday, yet that doesn't matter. At this moment in time, I'd be refing, yet the United States, no, the world, has been shackled by the chains of the coronavirus. On episode three, Wayne and Ralph the Ref discuss life outside of refing and still shipping art as the show must go on on Referee Rant. Tales from the third team, the third episode, now. Episode three, Tales from the Third Team, Ralph the Ref. It's been a couple of days with the coronavirus. I'm with my boy Wayne. How you doing? How you doing? Co-creator of Referee Rant, his second foray in podcasts. We have been in McDonald's for hours, bunkered down, trying to make some art. And we were just going to talk about our referee responsibilities that was and no longer exists. So I don't even know if I'm a referee. I don't even consider you a referee right now. We're just creating art for referee rant for something that we can't even do. Exactly. I'm in limbo right now. <laughs> so let's just go back to uh, the things that we were working on up before there was this whole breakout of coronavirus in uh, the United States. On Saturday, we were supposed to take our lacrosse field test. And we just finished the class. And we were going through that. So now that your experience is all over and now that we're in limbo, first of all, what was your experience like taking that class? It was uh, different, a different learning how to uh, pretty much officiate because it was being my first class ever. Uh, I was excited to actually get on the field. I was just it's unfortunate that I'm not even able to uh, completely finish the class with the, uh, with the actual field test. That, mm-hmm. that shit sucks. I think what's so jarring about lacrosse uh, in particular is that we don't even know where to go at this point. I don't know if there's going to be another field test. I don't know if we have to retake the class. I don't, I don't even think the instructors can answer that because we don't know how this thing's going to go down. You were talking about Hurricane Sandy and the difference between uh, what it's like now and versus that. You know, I think Hurricane Sandy, at least, like, it came and went, and we were trying to pick up the pieces of it. Coronavirus is, like, really unknown, and it seems like by the day, things left and right are closing down. And I think every day we start to realize how much more serious it is. And we still have no discernible end as to what's going to happen. So just as much uncertainty we have, the people at the top who's controlling everything, they also have uncertainty. And another thing that was uncertain was I got the pleasure to teach you uh, intermittently in the flag football class. And you were supposed to have your first game today. And up until yesterday, even though the whole coronavirus has shut basically everything down on Long Island... You were still, still supposed to have a game today. Yeah, I was still I was still told to uh, stay by the phone and uh, look for the schedule. The schedule was still going to stand as is. Like, yeah, pretty much. It was just weird how that was the only organization that pretty much was still in play for the day. Right, and I remember you consulted me of, you know, just seeing what your schedule was. They were saying that you had, you know, three games. And I was like, well, the NBA is shut down. Baseball shut down. School games are shut down. And then this one little slice is still going on. I just thought that it was completely inappropriate to have anything going off. And I would imagine that you agree with me, right? It was it was weird because I was supposed to start off with two games. Then I was told to wait. Then I get an update on the schedule. Most of the teams had canceled because of the of the outbreak and stuff. And they just wanted to be safe. We had a lot of cancellations. We were still thinking, like, they would just cancel the whole event. But I, get, I got an update on the schedule. I had, I had one game. 
And then I got another update this morning saying that there'd be no games for, for me, per se. But I know there were still games going on today. And I'm assuming you were relieved with that particular uh, response from them because I, I think the last thing on our mind is officiating, even though we are creating... It's not so much the officiating. It's more about being in a place with a lot of people if it's not necessary. If we can try to avoid being in highly uh, high-dense populated areas at this time with everything that's going on, I think that would be best. Like, any... Any type of event or organization should just take that into perspective before they decide to just go ahead with what they're doing. Because it's it's mainly the concern of, or the safety of the people. Now, say, for instance, hypothetically, if we all did go out there and every single team did play today and some out of each field, there was like one person or two people at each field, like that could potentially be catastrophic for Long Island because we it just make it a lot easier for it to be caught by anybody. You know what I'm saying? We're spread f- further and far apart. It would it would be a lot less likely that we'd catch the coronavirus, but you got little kids on top of each other. We already know how they are. They want to touch everything. They don't want to wash their hands. There's no sinks at this field. It's like so, it'd just be unsafe the moment we stepped on that field. Yeah, and I don't think they want that on their head in t- in terms of like insurance and liability. If you basically somebody contracts coronavirus, if whether they get it on the field or not get on the field, I don't think that's something that they can pinpoint as to where it happened. They'll just kind of lump them in and say this could have been the reason why, and that's not something that anybody wants to have the perception of. So, yeah, uh, it puts everything else at risk because then you'd have to be like, okay, well, who else was there? Who was in attendance at that field? So even if you didn't catch it immediately, you'd have to self-quarantine. As soon mm-hmm. as you find out, oh, there was like 300, 400 people at this field, and they all have the potential to catch this virus, these 400 people have to go home. To there could be like four other people at each other house, so you know, what I'm saying you multiply that by all the interactions that they will have as soon as they left that field, mm. and it could just be catastrophic. It would mm. just be bad. Before all that, we we think about what we were doing a week ago around this time. We were at the lovely confines of JMF Sports Center, and there was the Crunch Time All Star Slash Championship Weekend, which we had the pleasure to serve as the media outlet, um, as one of the other. Um, outlets where we were writing we were also doing interviews and also filming a lot of things and we got to play with a bunch of our toys just talk about that experience because outside looking in I know that was your first foray and being in one of those situations and I thought you killed it man you could definitely tell that you were in your element of creating things being behind the camera and just looking at different angles so just from your vantage point uh, what was it like filming and creating art from crunch time I think that's like the most fun I've had in a while being able to pick up that camera and just try to just try to record these, the, the event that was going on at the time it was pretty it was pretty fun experience yeah holding a camera you definitely just you, you get in a lot of places and I was definitely networking a lot just because I had that camera in my hand so it was definitely a fun experience uh, met a lot of great people uh, the whole crunch time staff they were amazing they um pretty much looked after me the whole time I was there made sure that we were good and everything like that but it was overall it was it was a great experience mm. yeah and it was a great experience for me because that was probably one of the first times that I've been to Crunch Time without refing. It was the first time I was outside yeah, looking how was in. That? How was that going to an event and not, for the first time, not being a ref? I think a lot of people were like, yo, how do I know you? I'm like, yeah, I'm a ref. And they're like, oh, yeah, you are the ref. And I think that was cool to see them outside of that particular situation because a lot of times they're like, they're cool with me until I start refing and then they're angry at me. And then they realize like, okay, so you enjoy basketball as much as we do. And I think that's like what, my website has always tried to promote that I like the same game that you do. I just don't like the same thing that you do in the game. It's okay to be a player. It's okay to be a coach. It's okay 
to be a referee. That doesn't mean I don't respect the game as much as you do. And it's just coming from a place of like, I'm not really your enemy. I'm just doing a job. I just so happen to enforce the rules. And I like it better that I was able to capture a lot of different things because I think just as a referee too, when I'm behind the lens and I'm taking pictures and I'm photographing things, it's coming from a slant of a referee and not so much a player, even though I do know what it's like to play. So I found it interesting. Shout out to Crunch Time, Mo, White, Rev. They were obviously yeah. great for us. and, and was I some th- amazing cats right there. <laughs> and then speaking of amazing, uh, we have an amazing amount of digital files that we've been trying to sift through and we've oh, also been man. trying to rush and no, no pun intended lear- with the, the rush. learning curve. Learning of, the curve of, of trying to edit things and ship things out. So I know you were giving me some static about you particular editing Right now, uh, as we speak, to pull you out the podcast, just talk about what it was like to start shipping all this stuff and, and creating things in an organized fashion to put it out to the world. Yeah, being my first time ever doing that, I was, it's pretty much, I had to be in the zone. And every time, I, when I got drawn out of the zone, I got a little bit of, I got a little little grumpy and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely a learning curve, and I'm definitely going to take that with me into my next event, filming and everything like that. But I definitely enjoy this aspect of, uh, of this uh, creative work that we've been doing. Mm. Yeah, and I've, I've always uh, tried to get you to the point where, you know, now I think you can see why I kind of gave it to you piece by piece because if I, you're going to get overwhelmed if I just slapped yeah, it on a, you. There's, there's a lot that goes into being a creator and it's saying, I bet, like, the, the like what I don't know the percentage of the, the world that uh, will sit there and have millions of ideas but will never try to act on it. And when you start acting on your, your ideas, it's... It's no easy feat to try to just accomplish just getting a simple program to run the way you want it mm-hmm, to. That's mm-hmm. that's outside of actually producing the work that you are trying to produce. So it's like little things like that, when you try to take that into account, and it starts to overwhelm you a lot, which is I'm glad that you broke it down piece to piece, piece by piece because we we there's a lot of shit that you're doing with the with the podcast and all the other aspects of the different things that we're doing like broken language tales from the third team so on and so forth so it's a lot more than just one podcast where we're just taking a little bit of photos here there and the third the whole writing aspect alone is like i I don't i don't see myself being able to accomplish half the shit that you be just banging out in like 30 minutes a little 30 minute crunch session you just boom 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 Mm. you don't got like three podcasts written out already (laughs) the shit don't make no sense yeah well i mean i've been doing it for a very long time so it's just kind of like in my fiber but i did want to get back to the things that you're creating now and obviously when we get back inside we're gonna hopefully complete that video uh i I did want to go back to just from the start of last weekend all the way till the end of this weekend um what do you think you've learned about yourself and what do you think you would improve upon in terms of the creative process as well as next time we're behind the lens doing something media-wise for an event? Yeah, was, uh, I definitely was getting a lot of tips and tricks from a lot of the uh, cats that got some skin in the game as far as the uh, filming and things of that nature. So I'm going to take those words of advice and I'm going to apply it forward as far as going with the, the filming because, like you said, I, we do have a lot of stuff that we're crunching through and... I kind of wish I didn't have the button recording that whole time. You know what I'm saying? I took the method of just try to capture everything and hopefully we'll get a lot of great stuff. But you know I'm saying you just got to know where to be at the right time, at the right place. You know what I'm saying? Read the game, read the room, essentially. But, you know what I'm saying? Little things like that I've been learning to try to uh, get through. Uh, also, the creative aspect, I just need to just keep just keep grinding through it. You know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of shit that we got to get through. You just can't look at it 
like you know what I'm saying with a uh, with no confidence. You gotta just push through that shit, get it done. Yeah, and you know, to the next. Something that I've been telling Wayne is that it's it's one of those things where it's like you're in you're you're basically drowning, and you have to figure out in 30 minutes how to find the water and be able to take one more breath to go all the way back down. And it's like a rabbit hole because you realize that the more robust these programs are and the more tools that you have, the more you're at a place where you have to learn it as well as figure out what you have in your mind and kind of marry the two to make it what you have in your mind into something that's a reality. And I think that's just something that's constantly done. And obviously, I think from when you first started to now, you've grown a lot in terms of your creative process. And now that you realize what these things entail, we just have to get faster and better every time. Moving forward, tomorrow's going to be Monday, and they just announced that around this area, Nassau County and Suffolk County, there's going to be no school for the next two weeks. And I know that you had a trip to Florida. To me, I think everything's in limbo because every day, by the day, everything seems like it's getting more and more morbid. Um, we're kind of in limbo. I really don't know when I'm going to ref. And if I had to guess, I don't think I'm going to be refing till the summertime. I think everything's just literally shut down up until they find the vaccine. And even when they do the find the vaccine, they're going to have to test it. So just there's no discernible end. I know the travel is getting worse and worse by the day. Where do you see yourself uh, this week and, and moving to next week? Well, I know that I'm supposed to be going to work bright and early tomorrow morning. But um, as far as the way everything's going, I'm, I, I wouldn't be surprised if my job gets that uh, notification that we're going to have to shut it down for a little while. As far as I'm supposed to be going to visit my mom, over the weekend uh, for my birthday, I'm saying uh, I'm hoping that I'm able to make it down to her. You know, saying considering her circumstances, but uh, the way the flights are situated with the uh, international flights being uh, pretty much shut, uh, banned. You know, saying Americans are exempt. That's what I last heard about it. But uh, I'm just hoping that it doesn't really affect the domestic flights, or at least until I get down there. Because so, I, you know, I'm saying I want to get down there if they are. Uh, they don't want to refund me my flight tickets because of whatever reason. So if I can actually utilize them just to get down there, I am no worries about getting back. But, mm. uh, yeah, it's, I hope it doesn't fuck my shit up, to be honest with you, because the way the way everything is, is just, it seems like it is. And I'm I just, think it's I think it's just messing up everyone. It's messing up everyone every, now, yeah, everything, everywhere. Everyone's itinerary, you know what I'm saying? Whatever plans y'all had, like, it's just... This is not a good look. Just watching the news on silent, you could see, like, well, there's no toilet paper. Like, now I'm starting yeah, to think, like, like, this is about to be, like, 10 days from now? Where are we? You know, and I know that's, like, your birthday. I just don't know where we are. It's just, it's just getting more apocalyptic by the day. And ironically enough, it seems like it's 70 degrees every day now. Yo, it's getting hot <laughs> as hell. But Donald Trump said there's no global warming, so I believe him. He also said that... Uh, coronavirus is just going to quickly pass through so maybe, I, maybe I, he's right i believe him you know what I'm saying? <laughs> shout out to donald trump i guess the only thing that i'll say is that if there was a prediction where do you see yourself improving in terms of the creative part i know we just got procreate i'd like to for you to speak on that and then when do you think you're finally going to get on the field yeah, 2021 is looking pretty good right <laughs> now yeah see as far as the creative process and trying to trying to make this my new domain learning how to adapt because this was one of those situations for four months i've just been following nothing but basketball games and then abruptly sports just stopped internationally was that that was my coverage now i need to focus on other things in order to keep the creative juices flowing just learning to adapt and you know what i'm saying just don't doubt yourself when you're trying to go through this work mm. just, just go with the gut
Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited that my duality has now been cut in half, and now I can concentrate full-time on, on the creative side. And, you know, I'm not going to use this time in idleness. I want to just become a beast in the things that I've always wanted to. That is, you know, the video editing, get better at writing, drawing, yeah. and Yeah, with that app, Procreate, that, that's just going to change our... Uh... Our whole dynamic. Yeah, there was about a day ago when you were like, yo, this is $10. I don't know about this. I'm like, trust me. Yeah, immediately. <laughs> immediately, I was like, oh, this is this is pretty fucking good. Yeah, man. Any final words you want to say before we uh, go back and get back into the lab and start creating some more? Wow, just everybody got to be safe right now. You know what I'm saying? Make sure y'all wash your hands. Just leave some toilet paper on the shelves for some other people because... I'm saying if you if you sit there and you go to the store and you buy out the store, you buy all the soap, you buy all the toilet paper and then some unfortunate soul goes into that store and cannot purchase these items. And then they go without washing their hands or wiping their ass. Eventually, like that's going to cause problems for other people because their hygiene is not going to be up to par. Then they catch the virus and then you just spread it either way. So just don't buy outside your means. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that everybody's able to get it. That would that was a serious uh, PSA. And the final thing that I wanted to say is that obviously referee rant has to pivot because there's no games going on. So there's not going to be no stories of people officiating. However, there's a whole bunch of officials that are not doing any officiating and they're trying to figure out where they are and where they fit in the world um, now that this outbreak has existed. So hopefully we're going to use Tales from the 13 and of course the rant to find those stories and seek out and try to make some art out of sadness. That's all I had to say, I guess. For Wayne Nicholson, this is Ralph the Ref. This is Tales from the Third Team. We are out of here, and hopefully we are vaccinated. Peace. Peace.